0: Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. It is episode three, and to start out this episode, we thought we'd do something just a little bit different. And give you a peek behind the curtain at some of the bloopers that happen as we record the show. So without further ado, here's some of the crazy shit we say. And we are live. Alright, here we go. Alright, it's the Cigar Tipsters podcast. Uh, It is... Alright, I'm going to start that again because I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) This is going good.
1: I've got the uh, Casa Magna De Magnus... Uh, Domus Magnus. Domus Magnus. There yeah. we all go. Right. I'll Stop to... for a
0: second, roll that back and say all that one more time. All right. Uh... shit. <laughs> I'll edit that out. But
2: uh... You know, Davidoff typically they specialize in the in the Dominican Republican or Dominican Republic.
1: Well this one, uh the, the Magnus, uh really enjoying it I've had and I said that wrong. Yeah, damn it.
0: Just start again. What is <laughs> Domus, Domus, Domus Domus Magnus. It, it,
1: it,
2: senior, senior, can you say do Magnus? Yeah,
0: he's having his Dominican moment. I, I, and Camacho just announced that it's going to do its very first Nicaraguan Piro coming up. That was announced in Cigar aficionado. Audio. God, that's amazing. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: oh, <here's> the...
2: <laughs> You, you chat, it. leave it in there don't edit that that was awesome <laughs>
0: i like the fact that you actually had to turn on the video so i could see how much you're actually laughing <laughs> just to go back to cla <clears throat> god damn it just go to cigar teacher got <clears throat> oh, shit back with you here mark and mark and we are joined all the way from minnesota by kirk hey everybody uh, great to be here with my friends mark and mark And we're all doing a little something different today. We're all going to smoke a couple of different cigars instead of doing just one. We'll get into that in a minute. I want to thank you for downloading or streaming the podcast, whatever you might be doing. As of about a week ago, we are officially available on Stitcher, as well as iTunes, and of course the good old-fashioned RSS feed for whatever your favorite podcasting app might be. So we're pretty easy to find. But with that said, let's get into what we're smoking today. Kirk, what you got over there?
2: I'm smoking the Davidoff Nicaragua. It is Davidoff's first attempt at a Nicaraguan Puro. And uh, off, off the first light, I mean, just like all the reviews said, just, just for those who don't know, this was the number three cigar of the year. And it has been just hitting folks with, uh, I mean, tons of great ratings, tons of great reviews. And uh, right off the light, just like the reviews said, I'm getting a smoothness, a creaminess. And a very natural sweetness um, that I may describe as leather. Uh, Kind of a leathery, earthy sweetness.
0: All right, Uh, I'm smoking the Cusada 40th Anniversary Cigar, the Toro to be exact. It's a nice dark wrapper, it's got a little bit of a Dominican binder, a Dominican and Nicaraguan filler, and my personal favorite, the Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Mark Sr., what are you smoking over there?
1: Okay, I'm smoking the uh, Casa Magna Domus Magnus uh, in the Optimus. Uh, it's 5 and three quarter by 52. Uh, unfortunately, as a lot of the cigars I seem to like, it's a limited run.
0: And one interesting fact about what you just said there, the two sizes on that cigar are the Optimus and the Primus. Uh, you can guess where that came from.
2: Robots, <laughs> exactly. robots in disguise.
0: There you go.
1: But uh, initially, uh, it's a uh, Nicaraguan puro. Getting uh, some initial hits of pepper and spice, a little bit of creaminess. Just going to see how it develops.
0: All right, like I said, we're going to do this a little bit differently. The first couple of shows, we've done all the same cigar, but we thought we'd uh, check that up just a little bit and each do something different to mix it up a little bit and have just a few more cigars to talk about. Uh, For those of you out there who enjoy smoking a good cigar, we hope you've got one in your hands right now. And, of course, don't forget about the FDA fight that's going on right now. We need to keep the FDA out of premium hand-rolled cigars, and you can help with that fight by visiting cigarrights.org. Right at the top of the page, there's a big red button that says Take Action Now. You hit that button. Everything you need is right there in front of you. Just hit that button, do your part, and help us fight this fight. Yeah,
2: Mark, Mark is absolutely right. The, the time to get involved is, is now. If you wait, it, it'll be too late. Just, you know, it's the slow erosion of our rights to enjoy tobacco products. And uh, you'll wake up one day and you won't be able to buy a cigar at your local uh, brick and mortar shop, or you'll wake up one day and you won't be able to buy a cigar online. You know, you don't want it, You don't want that to happen. So the, the best thing you could do is go to cigarrights.org, uh, get involved early write a letter to your senator or congressman tell them to get involved and let's do what we can to make sure that we can all enjoy this pastime that that we enjoy it's one of those uh, things it's one of those things guys where everyone wants to think that hey someone else will take care of this for me and uh, you know it's you just can't count on that so take the five or ten minutes or whatever it costs and uh, do it right away
0: absolutely the FDA may not be asking for very much right now but once you let them in, it's kind of hard to get them back out, so now it's the time to fight the fight. Over the past week, I read an article about a couple of students who had a graduation ceremony, an outdoor graduation ceremony of legal age to smoke, uh, were suspended from school for smoking celebratory cigars after the graduation. And I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that a little bit.
2: i say, first and foremost, hats off to these young men for uh, celebrating with style.
0: I Absolutely.
2: Wish, I wish when I was 18 that I had the uh, the class to smoke a cigar on my, my graduation day. To the to the people who saw this newspaper article that showed you know these 18 these legal citizens smoking a legal product, to the people who saw that news article and decided that they needed to contact the MIAA, which is the Massachusetts Interscholastic uh, Athletic Association, or contact the the principal of the school get a life, people. I mean, find something better to do with your time than to pick on legal citizens smoking a legal product in celebration of a big life event. I mean, seriously.
0: Absolutely. I I don't understand. There's always that couple of people who want to ruin the party for everyone, and cigars are, unfortunately, in this case, being lumped in with cigarettes and drugs and alcohol and all, all sorts of madness, and
2: well, compared to cigarettes, uh, compared to heroin, I mean, come on, I mean the, the MIAA has tobacco products listed in the same paragraph as illegal drugs and an alcohol, which would also be illegal for 18 year olds to consume. It's just it's nonsensical. It is just outright discrimination or hate or whatever you want to call it, against tobacco products and it's it's wrong.
0: Absolutely because the kids are 18 they're legal if they want to smoke it's their right to smoke.
2: Exactly. Let the, these kids were doing nothing wrong. I'll, I'll call them men. These men were doing nothing wrong. They were celebrating a moment with with a tradition that has probably been going on for hundreds of years. I mean, you think of a celebratory time in your life, graduating college, the birth of a child, and what does everybody do? They smoke a cigar. Some, you know, mom sitting in her private home or whatever saw this Newspaper and decided to ruin someone's day, and for what? I mean, get over it. It's it's a legal product. Come on.
0: Absolutely, and and getting back to a lighter subject, how's that uh, Davidoff Nicaragua working for you over there?
2: I'm actually really enjoying this. It is, you know, Davidoff. Typically, they specialize in the in the Dominican Republic tobaccos. That's where their factory is located. Uh, for this particular cigar, they, they actually brought a bunch of different Nicaraguan tobaccos over to the Dominican Republic where they rolled the cigar in the Davidoff factory. And it really is everything that Cigar Aficionado says it was. It's it's sweet. There's a little bit of a coffee note, some nice leather or earthy notes, very creamy. This is a fantastic smoke.
0: I have to say the, the Casada the 40th anniversary that I'm smoking, has turned out to be pretty good so far. Uh, the filler is Dominican, but it has... In addition to that Dominican filler, it has three other Nicaraguan fillers, uh, Lajero being one of them, so there's a lot of flavors going on. This is very complex. I'm getting spice, uh, quite a bit of spice, actually, some leathery notes, and I hesitate to say this, but almost a a citrusy-type taste. I I wouldn't go as far as to try to nail that particular flavor down, but there's a citrus sweetness that I'm getting from this thing.
1: Okay, the Domus Magnus. (laughs)
0: It's going good. Uh, I've
1: had several of these, actually, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's got a sun-grown Nicaraguan wrapper, a binder and filler Nicaraguan, as we discussed earlier. Getting quite a bit of pepper out of it, which is not that unusual from a, a Nicaraguan Puro. But there's some uh, sweetness coming in on the back that really balances it out, makes it a, a very enjoyable smoke.
0: And as we noted at the earlier portion of the show, both of you are smoking Nicaraguan Puro's. Camacho is getting ready to introduce its very first Nicaraguan Puro. This was announced in Cigar Aficionado just recently, and I think it's a big trend for the cigar industry. Nicaraguan Puro's are very popular, great flavor, and I'll be excited to see how this turns out. These Nicaraguan Puro's tend to be pretty spicy, so it's going to be interesting to see where this one falls.
2: Be completely, Mark. I mean, Camacho's motto is, something, what is it, the Bolder Than Bold or Bring Back the Bold? And they focus, Camacho is historically focused primarily on Honduran tobaccos, like their Camacho Corojo is a Honduran Piro. But on the, on the same line as what you were saying, I am not surprised at all that Davidoff or Camacho or any company is coming out with a Nicaraguan Piro, just because in, in my opinion, Nicaragua has been putting out some of the best-tasting and highest-quality tobacco and cigars over the last decade. I, I kind of think that this is interesting, right? So a little, little history, a little conspiracy theory here. Uh, the name Christian Yora, right? He was, he was the guy who invented Camacho. And Christian and Camacho has, have, have since parted ways. Christian now has his own line called CLE. When Christian left Camacho, he continued to focus on Honduran tobaccos, which is what he was really good at, until recently he came up with a cigar called Asylum. And if you recognize the name, it's because Asylum is a Nicaraguan Puro that was in the top 25 this year. You know, if if I was one of those guys who kind of looked for deeper meaning, I might say that, well, Camacho is actually competing with Christian and his new line, so that when Christian comes out with a Nicaraguan Puro that's successful, Camacho is going to try to do the same thing. I have no proof of you... that. It's just an idea.
0: Well, I kind of agree. I think you might be onto to something, because Christian kind of came back and said, I'm going to bring out a cigar that's going to be the blend of the original Camacho Corojo after Davidoff took over Camacho. So y- you might be on to something there.
2: But but bottom line, bottom line, if, if, you, if you forget everything else I just said, remember this, Nicaragua is putting out some of the best tobaccos and some of the best cigars that maybe have ever existed. I mean, uh, look at anything by Padron, Look at the El Baton, which was the, a top 25 last year. The Florida Las Antillas uh, is a Nicaraguan Piro by my father. That was the number one cigar last year. Um, I mean, just tons of them, tons of them. If you look through uh, Cigar Aficionado's top 25 from the last 10 years, you will probably see, you know, 30 or 40 Nicaraguan Piros.
0: Just to go back to CLA for just a second, they have an interesting cigar out right now called the Ogre. Uh, which is a barber pole, but it's a unique barber pole in that it's half green wrapper. Um, I've not had much luck with green-wrapped cigars in the past, but this one is actually really good. So if you get a chance to go out there and try that one, give it a try. And speaking of trends, Nicaraguan Piro's being one of them, another trend in the cigar industry is larger ring gauges. Uh, many of the cigars out there right now are going with 7 by 70 and even larger in some cases, and I'd like to know what you guys think about that trend. I lean a lot more toward the
1: 52 ring gauge or smaller, and even really enjoy the Lanceros, and my reasoning behind that is, I feel like a lot of your flavors come from the wrapper itself. With the smaller ring gauge, I'm getting a lot more flavor from the wrapper, and less from the binder and filler.
2: Yeah, Mark, or uh, Excuse me, Senior. I agree completely. I I am not a fan of the large ring gauges. I'm not sure really where that's stemming from. Um, In my experience, the only good thing I could say about a large ring gauge is they perhaps may smoke a little bit smoother. Uh, I think maybe some of the harshness or whatever is is faded just because there's so much tobacco that the, the smoke moves through before it gets to your mouth. But all that said, I mean, really, cigar smokers want to taste the tobacco. They want to taste the cigar, and the best tobacco on any cigar is that wrapper leaf that you spoke about, uh, Mark. And um, you get that bigger ring gauge, and you're just you're missing out on the best part of the cigar, which is the wrapper.
1: Well, one thing I'll throw out there that I don't know that I actually buy into, but uh, I was talking to a rep from one of the uh, cigar manufacturers. And he threw out there that the bigger ring gauges gives gives the master blender a little more opportunity with his binder and filler to try to enhance the smoke. But again, I've smoked some of the 60 ring gauge. I've not tried one of the 70s, but I always trend back to the 52 and smaller and still say that I get a lot more flavor out of those.
0: I tend to agree. I... I like Lanceros, I like Churchills, uh, probably Robustos and Coronas are the most ordinary things I smoke on a daily basis. I do enjoy a nub on occasion. Those fall into the 60 ring gauge, I believe. Yeah, most of those
1: are 60 to 64 ring gauge.
0: I know E.P. Carrillo went big with their short run this year, which was based on the Inch. I believe the smallest size that's available in is a 6x60, six and then it goes up from there. I believe 7x70 seven being the largest of the three potential sizes.
2: Yeah, it's, it's getting it's getting crazy. The 7x70 um, seven seems large to most people, but there's companies coming out with 8x80s, 9x90s. I mean, they have 9-inch cigars that are 70 ring gauge. I mean, uh, you're going to dedicate four hours to that thing, and, and honestly, I mean, for what? You know, is it just because you want to smoke a cigar for four hours, or is it because it actually tastes better, tastes good? I'm in the mindset, give me a Corona, give me a Robusto, uh, maybe a Robusto Grande, but that's it, man. I don't want a 6x60, definitely don't want a 7x70, and I would never be caught dead with an 8x80, just hands down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, you know, when you get into the 770s and the 880s and all this other stuff, trying to smoke one, you feel like you're being violated.
2: Exactly, and, and Mark, you know a lot about that.
1: It's not fun.
0: Right? <laughs> I told you not to talk about that. Mm.
1: Well, and something I've noticed sometimes you can smoke a cigar, say a six by sixty, and even at the end of the cigar, it still leaves you wanting something. You don't you don't feel like you got the satis- satisfaction of a good smoke, and then you can get something the size of the Ezra Zion Tantrum, which is a very small ring gauge, uh, I think four and a half uh, cigar by about 46, but it is an absolute little powerhouse. And you smoke that 30 minutes and it's like, okay, I'm good. With all
2: the great flavors, with all the expertise that goes into making these finely crafted hand-rolled cigars, there's no need to try to, I don't know, enhance the experience by, by going bigger. I kind of feel like it's almost a, a tied to masculinity somehow like you know but it it's not it's it's the difference between in my opinion in my opinion it's the difference between really enjoying what a cigar is about which is the flavors and the experience and less about who looks cool doing it
0: absolutely is there uh anything interesting or new you've tried uh, in the past week or two or since the last time we were on the air
2: the LFD suave or suave is a Connecticut cigar that LFD came out with. And LFD is typically, you know, very strong cigars. But the Suave is a light-to-medium, just excellent Connecticut shade wrapper. And I really enjoyed that thing. I mean, I'm, and I don't enjoy many Connecticut cigars. Typically, they're kind, of, they're kind of cornflakes, they're kind of bland. But the Suave had some really nice, wholesome flavors, and I, I enjoyed the shit out of that thing.
1: Now, is that the one where you put the uh, sunglasses on and change your name to Rico?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and after smoking it, you can, uh, you can or the Tango or whatever dance they do.
0: <laughs> and if you'd like to read a full review of that cigar, Kirk has one up on CigarTipsters.com. Just go to CigarTipsters.com, click on the review panel, and it's alphabetical order, so just click on it and give it a read. And be sure to tell Kirk what you think of it, because he loves praise. <laughs> I thrive
2: on praise, <laughs> and and he
0: accepts uh, donations in the form of Dyson accessories,
2: Dyson products, or coupons. All, all, I'll get. Uh,
0: can't say as I've smoked anything completely out of the ordinary. I did smoke an interesting uh, Hoya de Nicaragua today. That was a Maduro with a second Connecticut Raptor wrapped around it. That was a unique smoke. I'll put it that way.
2: Say that one again, Mark. It was a it was a Maduro wrapper.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And they overlaid a Connecticut over it. So. Oh, okay,
2: yeah, I'm familiar with that one, yeah. I, uh, it's not a barber pole, but it's uh, it's the Connecticut towards the foot, and then the darker, the Maduro is towards the, the head of the cigar.
0: Yeah, the uh, it's maybe two inches at the top, you see the Maduro, and the rest of it, you see the Connecticut.
2: Yep, I'm familiar with that one.
0: It wasn't bad. I, I don't know that I, I actually got it last year at... Chattanooga tweet up in 2013, and I've been carrying it around for almost a year, so it's, it had some age to it, but it's not something I think I'd go out of my way to try to smoke again.
1: I can't say that I've really smoked anything out of the ordinary. I've smoked some really good cigars over the last uh, week or so. Uh, had a couple of the uh, diplomas, uh, another Camacho uh, that has uh, not been out too long.
0: And just to throw a segue in there, uh, Chattanooga tweet up 2014 is coming up. It's August 7th through the ninth. I believe the tickets are $75, but you get, uh, wide a few cigars. I think I walked away with almost 30 free cigars from last year's tweet up. So if you're anywhere near or have a vacation and want to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee for three days, it is a three day festival devoted to cigars, booze, shenanigans, and debauchery. And I promise you won't be disappointed. Uh, <laughs> no, it's an
1: absolute blast uh, Matter of fact, that uh, last year we scored a couple of the uh, uh, Nicaraguans that you're smoking tonight, Kurt Oh, uh, fantastic That is an awesome cigar
0: Yeah, that was actually the first time we tried that one Davidoff gave those out with a uh, unique little cigar holder that holds a cigar in the bottom And the top doubles as a shot glass So, uh, two forms of debauchery in one
2: Excellent. Yes, yes. If uh, you're know, if you a serious cigar smoker, if you're someone who prides themselves on smoking a, a variety of cigars and trying new things, get out to the, the Chattanooga tweet-up because you will see cigars that probably aren't on the shelf yet. You get to meet people that you normally wouldn't get to meet, and you're going to be hanging out with hundreds of cigar connoisseurs who know their stuff. So it's a great opportunity to enjoy something new and to learn something.
0: Absolutely. Coming back to your Davidoff Nicaragua, any uh, new thoughts on that?
2: Well, I was, just, I was just actually writing some notes about it. Uh, the, the smoothness continues. It is very smooth, hints of sweetness. The, there's a bit of a spice that's been growing on the finish, and the finish really holds on for a while, which I'm enjoying. Uh, all things considered, though, I mean, this is just it's a beautifully constructed cigar. I've got a razor, a razor straight edge. The ash is, is beautiful, flaky, white and uh, just the overall appearance of the cigar is perfectly constructed. I can see why Davidoff chose to have the Nicaraguan tobacco imported to their their, um, Dominican Republic factory because those people are experts. They're professional, and you can see all of that in the cigar here.
0: Well, Davidoff has always been quite crazy about quality. Granted, they're some of the more expensive cigars on the shelves, but uh, nine times out of ten, the taste... The presentation, the quality, all matches the price that you're going to pay.
2: I would agree. Yeah. I mean, that, that if I, if I had to say something bad about the cigar, it would be that it retails for around seventeen dollars, which is, for most people, that's not something we can afford every day or smoke every day. But with the exception yeah. of that, I mean, if you're celebrating something, if you want to enjoy something new or special, give it a shot. I mean, it's it's very good.
0: Yeah, if you've got a graduation coming up and you want to get suspended, get you a Davidoff Nicaragua to smoke. <laughs> here <laughs> How's that uh, Domus Magnus working out for you?
1: Oh, it's going real well. Still a um, little bit of pepper, a little bit of spice, but it's got a, uh, as Kirk mentioned with his as well, it's got that sweet uh, kind of hint on the backside that really balances it out makes it a, a very enjoyable smoke. Um, I, I will say the same as he did. Uh, the one downside to this, I think this one. Uh, is in the ten to twelve dollar range, if I'm not mistaken. So not a not an everyday smoke, but definitely something you get an opportunity like we are, kick back, enjoying it. Uh, well well worth the
0: the money. The the Domus Magnus is made by the Casa Magna people, and they have a cigar called the Colorado, which I believe was the 2008 number one cigar of the year in Cigar Aficionado. Uh, that cigar retails in the I believe. Five to seven dollar range, just depending on where you find it, and it is an excellent smoke for the price. Uh, if you have not tried that one, definitely get your hands on one.
2: And in case you didn't know, that's another Nicaraguan Piro.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know
2: if I mentioned this or not, but this um, talking about Nicaraguan tobaccos and whatnot, the, the Davidoff here, they used a very special wrapper. It's 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 ten years aged, uh, grown in Nicaragua from Cuban seed, and wow. I believe that is where. You know, a lot of Nicaragua and, and senior, you can you can uh, back me up on this, but a lot of the Nicaraguan puros, you can't really describe them as smooth and creamy. But this this Davidoff Nicaragua is actually exactly that. I mean, my my first few draws, and I'm, I'm into the middle now. Um, very smooth cigar. It, it's just they they really went above and beyond, and I think it's that wrapper um, that's really doing the the trick here.
0: How's the burn and draw on that cigar?
2: It's it's wonderful. Perfectly constructed. It, you know, on a scale from, from one to ten, it's it's easily a nine or ten.
0: The Crusada 40th anniversary continues to be really good. Spice and leather have kind of taken over the the profile. The sweetness has kind of been pushed to the back burner. There is just a little bit of uh, a nuttiness, and I think that kind of to me the nuttiness kind of goes hand in hand with the leather. But it, it's a really good cigar. Draws great. Burns great. I think I've touched it up maybe one time since I lit it. No real complaints on this one.
2: This this might be a good opportunity, uh, and I'll throw this out to both you guys. When tasting cigars, you know, especially if you're someone just getting into it, uh, I mean, what what do you guys think? Is it is it easy to taste a nutty a nutty or leather taste? Is it easy to pick out spice versus pepper? I mean, kind of kind of what do you guys think about tasting those fancier things that you read about in cigar aficionado?
1: I think your I think your tastes are definitely going to evolve, and I can. Uh... I can relate that to a friend of mine that uh, has just recently started uh, smoking cigars. He was a cigarette smoker for a long time, and he and I would talk, and you know, uh, we both drive trucks, and we'd be talking going down the road. I'm smoking a cigar, and I'm talking about some of the flavors and stuff that I'm getting out of it, and he really didn't understand what I was talking about. Then, when he started picking up the cigars, he he. Trended like we all do, I, I think typically to the Connecticut's, the milder ones, and then as he graduated up to a Maduro and medium and medium to full strength uh, and flavored cigars, he calls me up one day and he says, "Man, I, I get the sweetness, I get I get the pepper, I found it." So I, I think your your taste evolves. So I don't think initially, yeah, you're gonna get some of the you know, you can tell, okay, I'm getting something that's peppery or spicy, but not really can distinguish out what it is.
0: I started smoking in a, in a unique fashion. The very first cigar I ever smoked was a Nub Maduro, which might not be the greatest cigar to start with, but, you know, I liked it, but I like spicy stuff. So I think there's certain things that all cigars or let me rephrase that, there's only certain things to me that a cigar is going to taste like. Peppers, spices, leathery notes, hints of cedar, oak, maybe a little sweetness here and there, some nuttiness, but when you hear people, I, I read a review earlier today that someone said they were tasting popcorn, steak, orange peel, and a number of other somewhat random things, and the only time I've ever tasted a cigar that had popcorn as a flavor was when I had eaten popcorn like an hour before that. So I, I think in terms of some of these weirder things, I think it has a lot to do with what you ate or drink that day.
2: That, that seems strange. Popcorn and steak. Uh, I think sometimes people are get a little too fancy for their own, their own good. I, I agree with you, Mark. I mean, when you smoke a cigar, it's going to be a natural, everyday kind of taste. It's not going to be... You know, asparagus with uh, with fish on it, you know. Um, it, it's going to be leather or earth, some sort of sweetness. And, you know, you hear people talk about sweetness in different ways. I think nutty is a, is a common way to describe the sweetness that we're tasting. You know, I, sometimes you hear things like floral. Um, sometimes you hear things like um, it tastes green. Uh, so I think really what you have happening is you have, you know, these complex flavors coming out of your cigar, and people are doing their best to describe those flavors accurately. And it's it's difficult. So if you're someone who's just getting into this, don't be discouraged. If, if you're smoking a cigar that is supposed to taste like popcorn and steak and you don't taste popcorn or steak, don't worry about that. You know, Just enjoy the cigar. Focus on spice. Focus on sweetness. Focus on smooth. And uh, you'll get there.
0: I agree. And another... I think somewhat common flavor that nobody mentioned was cocoa or a chocolatey flavor. Right? I think you can get uh, that yeah, from... Coffee, and coffee, yeah. exactly. If you want to exercise your palate a little bit, you can do that by joining the hashtag SundayCigarHerf on Twitter. It's hosted by Robusto Babe, who does some reviews for us. That occurs on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You can go to her website, RobustoCigarBabe at blogspot.com and she has a list of all the upcoming Herf cigars for uh, the next month or two. I don't know exactly how many of them there are, but there's a long list so you can pick up and join everybody at three and throw that hashtag out there and see if you're detecting the flavors that other people are detecting.
1: That's one of the things I like to do. I I listen to a few other cigar-related podcasts, and what I like to try to do is listen just long enough to find out what cigar they're, they're smoking that day and then, you know, try to pick up the cigar locally or something I may have in the humidor and then, you know, smoke the cigar while I'm listening to the podcast and see what they're getting out of it and see if I'm finding some of the, some similarities there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if uh, if listeners don't have a subscription to, or if they've never read a cigar aficionado magazine, that's a really good place to go and get some really professional reviews. Now, I will say that cigar aficionado at times can get a little bit uh, fancy. You know, they they'll they'll describe things as nougat or you know orange peel, white pepper, stuff like that. And, and you know, for the most part, these guys are probably some of the best cigar tasters in the industry. So that's a great chance to compare what you're tasting to a professional.
0: Just to throw out some upcoming reviews that we've got for the website, uh, we've got the La Cia Luchador that is going to launch just about an hour after this podcast goes off the air. Uh, Bruce, our second newest reviewer, he'll be doing the honors on that one. And by the way, Kirk is our official newest reviewer.
1: woo <laughs> Does that mean we've got a pain now? God, no. Oh, okay.
0: Also, we have the Camacho Ecuador coming up in a couple of weeks, and we have the La Musa from Emilio Cigars. So those are some reviews that will be coming up in the next month or so. And I want to go back and do some final thoughts on the three cigars that we're smoking. Uh, Kirk, give us your your final synopsis and uh, a rating of that Davidoff Nicaragua there.
2: Well, before I go into that, Mark, I just want to say uh, congratulations on making it almost an entire... Review without giggling. I've
1: been,
2: <laughs> I've been doing my best to distract you. Uh, it's just not working. So, um, well, did, you, did you see my drawing? Did I see what? My drawing? Put it back up there. Yeah, you, haven't been, you haven't been watching. That's what it is. You're so, too busy. <laughs> there it there, is. There, there's the giggle. There's the giggle. And, and
0: now, wait a minute. And you, and you had the nerve to call me a child. And you're drawing a picture of a wiener.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Final thoughts on my my (laughs) Cavanaugh Nicaragua. This is a medium to full-strength cigar. I'm going to put the body in around a medium because it's not overpowering at all, but it's very consistent, very complex. There are notes of leather, some sweetness, a little bit of a bitter taste, uh, coffee. But the, the finish is what is really remarkable to me. So you get this very smooth draw. And the finish is just this very nice spice that kind of lingers for a little bit. And it's it's not a bold spice, so I don't want to call it a spicy cigar. But uh, it's a very prominent flavor. It kind of lingers on your tongue. Uh, fantastic smoke. The Davidoff hit this one out of the park. And this cigar is rightfully seated as the number three cigar of the year.
0: The Cosada 40th has been really good. It, it's got that smoothest <clears throat> smoothness that you talk about. It's... Spicy, but not overwhelming. But as I mentioned earlier, it's very complex. You get a lot of ranging flavors as you go through the thing. Like I said, some nuttiness, some citrus. I recommend that you get it when it comes out. I don't know what the exact retail price on this one's going to be because I'm pretty sure it's still not out yet. I know they were talking about it being coming to shelves pretty soon during a Casa Magna event that we attended, but I don't believe it's actually hit the shelves yet. Let's go over to Senior for the... Closing on the Domus Magnus. Uh,
1: still an excellent smoke. Uh, very well balanced. Uh, high, sweet. Uh, kind of a little bit of coffee flavors picking up toward the end. I would rate it, uh, I'd say an 8. It, it is an excellent smoke that I wish I had more of in the humidor. One thing I'd kind of like to touch on, you know, the back to the students and their celebratory smoke and stuff, uh, as Mark mentioned, his first cigar was a Nub Maduro. I actually gave him that cigar. <laughs> and he and I, you know, some of the best memories that I have of recent are revolve around cigars that he and I have sat down, smoked, talked about. Uh, <sighs> from a father-son perspective, the cigars have opened up a lot of doors for us to sit down and not only talk about cigars, but what's going on in his life, what's going on in mine. And I wouldn't trade them for nothing in the world.
0: Absolutely. There's a camaraderie that comes with smoking cigars. I've said it in the past on the podcast and in some reviews. But when you go somewhere and you smoke cigars, be it at a festival or on the golf course or in a cigar shop, whatever the case might be, there there are very few strangers that you meet in the world of cigars. Everybody's there for the same reason. Smoke a good cigar, drink a good beer, not Bud Light, Kirk. And uh, <laughs> and just talk about what's going on in the world. Uh, I think the only two topics that tend to be off off limits are politics and religion. And I'd be happy if it stayed that way.
2: Absolutely, guys. The people ask all the time, you know, how'd you get into cigars or why? And it's it's never the first time. I I would I would I would say that the first time most people smoke a cigar, it's not an experience that. I mean, the flavors are kind of weird. It's kind of like drinking coffee or beer for the first time. It's, it's unique, and it's not necessarily enjoyable. But that doesn't matter because the first time you smoke a cigar, typically someone has given that to you. Typically you're smoking it with friends, and it's going to be a special moment. And I mean, that's really what cigar smoking is about. It's, it's, half, it's half the tobaccos that you're enjoying and half the company of the people you're enjoying it with
0: absolutely that's actually how my dad here got into cigars someone gave him one he gave me one so if you're looking for a new friend give them a cigar you'll probably have one there you go or you'll scare them and they'll run away one of the <laughs> there.
1: and if they run you didn't want them anyway
0: true but i think that about wraps us up tonight i want to thank everybody for joining us and downloading the podcast and showing us support in whatever way you do again you can find us on stitcher itunes all that and thanks for joining us have a good night Good day, good morning, whenever you might Mm -hmm. be listening to this.